You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session three. I really like this session because I think it has a really good mix of mindset and strategy pieces. I know that's something I say on (laughs) literally a lot, but I do think it's really valuable when we can see how one fits into the other and how coaching really does shift between the two if it's really getting to the deeper stuff that's there in my opinion, right? Like there's the top layer strategy that we definitely like need to work out, but there's usually something underneath that. So I think this is a really good demonstration of this. You are probably listening to this quite far into the future, but we actually were recording this and talking about a Black Friday offer. So just wanted to note that because obviously we pre-recorded these for me being away from maternity leave and all of that, but this applies to any offer. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, it's like not even Black Friday right now, totally get it. But take what we're talking about as it relates to offers and launching and really use it to apply to what you're doing now. Here we go. Hi, hi. Hi. Okay, so I have to start with a warning. Uh Uh-oh, okay. Which is that our garage, like the spring thing broke this morning and my car is in said garage. So someone is here fixing. Oh, no. But it's a little louder than I anticipated. But like, we need to get the car out. So we roll in with it. So anyway, if you hear anything in the background, that's what's happening. I'm like, this is just the universe being like, here, girl, your dogs are fine. <laughs> yeah, your dogs are fine. You'll hear. Because, I don't know. Why, I don't even garage. know what you'll hear. But yeah, you'll hear something, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. Also, speaking of really weird things. So we've lived in Virginia like a very long time. I feel like almost a decade on and off. And like, I don't know what's going on, but there's like, it's an Asian lady beetles is what they're called. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down. <laughs> Who knew? They look like ladybugs, but they're not. And there's this like crazy infestation that has happened since yesterday when it got like randomly warm again. And like yesterday, most of them were outside. But today. Oh, no. There's like right now I can see one, two, two of them. And I've mastered like scooping them out with my little like thing and like blowing on them out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slamming it as fast as I can. But uh, it's a very strange experience. And I had friends in college who... They had, you know, like a tiny little shared dorm room or whatever their sophomore year. And they had a ladybug infestation and it got so bad. <laughs> they had to move out. And I like, I'm pretty oh sure gosh. they're still scarred from it. Oh, that's so funny. And I feel <laughs> like ladybugs are like kind of benign, but also like a big problem if there's too many of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one of my friends like posted on my Facebook page about like, these are not ladybugs. Like they bite and they like leave. And oh, then I was like, well, bite. I wish I had known this when I had like picked one up yesterday. I don't. I don't think they're that ferocious, but all right. Well, if you need to jump up and scoop one, I got you. you if like know. something flies by me, yeah. and I'm like, Rah! that's what's that's what's happening. So we'll just start with all. So we're just all a mess today. It's perfect. Awesome. It's so perfect. <laughs> How you feeling? What's going on? Give me an update. Oh gosh, I wrote down things because I have so I feel like I have so many things that okay. I want to touch on. So the first of them is that I feel like I had this like revelation in my infertility journey this morning when I was journaling. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, which is this idea that like, you know, I don't think like any of the struggle is necessary for us to like Mm -hmm. learn the lessons and like do the things. But I think to some degree it's been really helpful for me because it's just like grounded and solidified like that what I'm teaching is valuable and important and necessary. And I feel like I can be the human to hold people through this because I'm like, I get it. I've had these experiences too. Whereas like, you know, if we had just had two cycles that had just worked back to back, like, yeah, there was still plenty of struggle there. And also I think for a lot of women that I work with, it would have been like, but also that feels like really easy comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think everyone's like story is valid regardless of kind of what the thing is there. But I was just like having this moment where I was journaling and I was like, I feel complete. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I've learned what I needed to know in order to support women through this journey. And like that's not to say like, you know, I think some of this is coming up as I like I reflect on like how am I feeling about this transfer, which yeah, I like, yeah. you know, cried through the whole thing <laughs> when we were doing basically, <laughs> which was like a very different experience from my other ones. Um, but just like, yeah, I just like feel complete there. Like I feel like I have everything that I need to like do mm. the work that I feel called to do. And that just like felt like a really nice grounding feeling and like everything that comes after is just like, I'm like unnecessary basically. So I'm like, dear yeah. universe, I don't need any more like obstacles and things. And also, you know, like I'll navigate those if they come. But it was just like a really nice kind of like moment of like, I feel like I get it. I feel like that's really beautiful too because it almost like brings you to some completion there. You know what I mean? Where it feels like, oh, I've been like on this path, but I also get to like acknowledge mm-hmm. that I feel like I've walked as as much as I want to at this point or as as much as I am like – uh, you know, desire to, to get the point. And I think we do that in business so often too, where it's like, we keep putting ourselves through something and sometimes we have to bring mm-hmm. ourselves to completion with it, which is like, oh, I, I actually know enough to get what I want now or to have this next experience or whatever. And so I think it's just like really amazing to, to not put yourself in a position where you don't think you could handle it, but to also not feel like you need it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like my addiction to the struggle is Mm-hmm. I've like at least with this, We're right? Slowly releasing it. Yeah. Yes. And there's like always more to like learn and do or whatever. And like I'm like really hopeful that this transfer works because I also really like the idea of being like, look how messy this transfer process was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And like that still got to result in a baby. Whereas like mm-hmm. I feel like especially if you have an inner perfectionist like me, it's like, well, I want like the celebration to be like just right and the day of to be like so glorious and all the things, right? And it's like, nope, I was crying. I dropped a clipboard on my foot, started bleeding. Like it was, it was nothing cute. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) So anyways, so that was a really nice. And also just like like, beautiful to be at that place in your mindset journey where you know that none of that means anything. Like, you know that that doesn't mean like, oh, that was, like that means it wasn't perfect and now it won't go how I want. Like you can actually see the exact opposite. Yeah. Well, I mean like at this point, like I have like cried on the phone with a friend telling me she was pregnant when I also was technically pregnant, <laughs> like yeah. crying as if I wasn't. And I'm like everything, everything just is like, you know, yeah. so. But yeah, I feel I'm still like definitely nervous and I think we have a call scheduled for beta day, which is terrifying. So I will probably cry on that call regardless. <laughs> Either way. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so we'll see if I can make words. We'll see where we're at that day. But and anyways. also if you need to move it, that's okay too. Yeah. Here, I'll, here I'll, to keep, you, I'll keep you posted that, based on like, my don't state. want you to feel like you have to show up for that either. Yes. Mm. Yeah. If I can't really form words or thoughts. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that will be particularly helpful to me or anyone else. Yeah. It's 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 good either way, right? If you want to so. come and cry it out, here for it. If you are like, I actually don't have anything I want to form words around right now, that's yeah. fair too. Mm. Yeah. We'll see how we'll see how we're feeling. I'll I'll okay. keep you posted on that. Beautiful. Um mm-hmm. so that's a little update on kind of like my revelation with my infertility journey. Um and I do want to get to, like, the Black Friday marketing piece. But yep. I'm like, let's just, like, keep talking through all the, like, mindset pieces first. Okay. Um, so I also got an email from another girl that I had done a Stop the Spiral call with, like, just before this, um, where she was basically like, hey, like, we talked about it. And she was, like, very much like, yes, on the phone and, like, was really, like, you know, very much like, yes, I want to do this. And she was on – Was this one of the two. three from last week or this was someone different? Mm. I think it was from last week. We had like okay. talked mm. about putting down a deposit for her to start yes. in January. Yes. Okay. So the two from last week all settled. She is like the one that you're in conversation with still. Mm. I honestly can't remember who yeah, I talked about okay. last mm. week. Um, but so she was basically like, you know, we like talked through it, like had a really long conversation and basically they ultimately decided like they just can't afford it um, because they need to save for the like next IVF cycle. Um, and I guess I'm like curious to know, like, and obviously like I was disappointed because she was someone like I've gotten to connect with a lot of really amazing gals and so she was someone that I'd like really connected with and like knew that I could support and help. And I feel like this is the wall like that most of my folks run up against is, mm-hmm. is literally like feeling like they have to choose between getting support and IVF. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, IVF is really freaking expensive. So, like, I totally. also get it. And so I'm just curious to know, like, what your reflections are there in terms of, like, does this, like, I don't I don't know. I don't know where to kind of go with that there. Well, I mean, I think two things come up for me. One is, like, I think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with just being, like, I might just get that a lot and, you know, mm. that person might come back around later or they might not. Or, like, I might just have a greater amount of monetary objections than someone else, but I still really want to do it this way and I want to charge this price. And so if that's a trade off of it, that's okay. Like, okay. I think that – I like that. Sometimes we're quick to make that wrong almost where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but this means something's wrong in my business or I'm doing it bad. And it might just be like – okay, well, I do know that I want to sell a more expensive, high-ticket, high-touch service. And so I do know that for some people that are also saving for IVF, like, that might not work. And, like, can can I – do I want it enough to be okay with that? Does that make sense? So what I feel like is really important here is, you know, permission to pick the business model and the audience that you want most, even if there are trade-offs, right? So the audience Michelle works with, obviously like a trade-off is they're also engaged in a very expensive um, other process of IVF, right? And obviously another uh, trade-off of the business model is that she does want to sell higher ticket, higher touch. And so it's just really important to see that like, it doesn't mean she has the wrong audience, right? Obviously not, you know, and it doesn't mean she has the wrong model. Now, sometimes with that model, it might mean there are certain trade-offs. Like one of her trade-offs might be she gets, you know, more of the monetary objections because people are saving up for IVF, but that can still be okay. I think that sometimes we think the best businesses are ones without the trade-offs or with the audience who has 
new challenge or whatever. And that, in my opinion, is not the case at all. The best business models are the ones that make you feel really good running them. Obviously, Michelle feels really, really good serving this clientele and she feels really locked in on high ticket, high touch at this moment in her business. And so that's what we're going to go with. And it, it means that we can look at like, what are our opportunities here for other conversations um, with her audience, which of course we talked about, but we also can't focus so much on it that it feels like this, you know, glaring spot in her business. That's super wrong. Cause she also, you know, got two clients last week and also is still seeing the results from it. So I think that's just important permission that I wanted to share is that no business model is perfect or without trade-offs, but you can pick one that you like so much. You don't feel the trade-offs as much or worry about the trade-offs as much. And that's really what we're going for here. Yeah, that does make sense. And I think it's a little bit of just like giving myself the permission to just grieve like that for some humans, like that's the choice that they're going to have to make. And, and like, you know, when I go through all the things and I'm like, do I feel like she saw value in this? Do, do I feel like she felt like she would have right. been well supported? Like all the answers are yes. So I'm, it's, I think it's, what's frustrating is like, which is also an edge that we come up against in our infertility journeys, this idea of like, you've done everything and there's nothing yeah. else you can do. This is just like where it is. Yeah. And I mean, listen, like there's, there's other things you could do in this particular situation of being like, okay, do I want to offer her like less calls and a different Mm -hmm. package? Do I want to have like a more accessible price point? Like it's Mm -hmm. not that there's something you couldn't decide there if you wanted to, but I think it's just like that tension of don't feel like you have to either. Like do that because you want to do that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Uh, you know, I, and think I think that think, sometimes when we look at a business model, we can be like, oh, but like I'm leaving money on the table in this way. And so now I am like, it's almost like my obligation or something to then do that. But I think that my guess is, and you tell me this, but I think the truth is like, even if you offered her half off, like they're just not in that yeah, space right now. Cause I don't know how much IVF is, but I think you know, tens of thousands, right? Tens mm-hmm. of thousands is accurate for yep. one round <laughs> plus so. So it's almost like, I think when we're talking about that level of money, like, unless it was $50, (laughs) right? It's not like they would have been like, oh, well, we can't pay $2,000, but we would have paid $1,000. Like, I don't know if that feels true, but I think that's important to think about too. Yeah, for sure. And I've had folks who I've like had the conversation of like, how about this option? Because like, you know, we've Mm -hmm. continued to talk about like what feels good there for you or like what would make this an easy yes. And um, it's like, no matter what the price point was, like- they, yeah. mm-hmm. they're still, you know, they still want to save the money for IVF, which I don't right. really get. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you're going to get your kid. I think the other thing that like breaks my heart too is like um, just knowing that like that trade-off like means that the like human on the other end of that is the one that like ultimately suffers. And I'm like, this is just so hard to like see someone go through this process and like have such a hard time with it and like really like getting pregnant, like it doesn't just like magically cure or solve mm-hmm. it. And that's the really hard thing. And like, you know, I had several of my mom friends texting this morning about how overwhelmed they were, how they're like not present or like this, the spiral like doesn't stop. And that's the mm-hmm. piece that I'm like, <laughs> like if we don't get support now, like this will always continue. But mm-hmm. I also know too that, that humans have to be ready for that when they're ready for that. And different seasons will bring, you know, different opportunities also. Yeah. And again, I think it's okay to like grieve that and be sad for that. But I also think just remember, like, just like you're making a trade-off by being like, that's the business model I want potentially. Mm -hmm. Like she's making a trade-off too by being like, this is what I want 
is to save up for this more than that. And like that, that's okay too. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, again, she can grieve and be sad, but I think it's just seeing that like, we're all just like making those and like nobody like gets out of the human experience without that to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want you to like take in this mindset of like, oh, I'm just always going to not be able to overcome the price thing. I want you to take in the mindset of like, there's going to be some people that are really ready to pay for this in their journey. And there are going to be some people that like just cannot like get their heads there no matter yeah. what, because we're also talking about, again, saving tens of thousands of dollars for something else. And yeah. like, it's all okay. Yeah. 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 That's really, that's very true. And then there are some humans who will like figure out a way to make it work. Like exactly. I have invested mm-hmm. 10000 plus dollars yep. in coaching while also investing tens of thousands of dollars in multiple rounds of IVF. So like I know that those humans And exist. why do you think that felt different for you? Like what do you think felt different for you that maybe she doesn't feel right now? I mean, it's hard to say like as if it's because she doesn't feel this, but like I was just so decided on mm-hmm. the support that I wanted and I was willing to like just figure out how to make that work and Mm -hmm. trust that it would always like work itself out and to this point it has (laughs) like it continues and I still feel crazy almost every single day where I'm like oh I made that decision and I made this decision and but like I always knew that it was the right decision for me but it took like a next level I think self-trust to get there and I also think that this is a product of like years of work right and like this didn't just happen one day where I was like, I'm going to go spend $10,000 on a coach and yeah. do IVF simultaneously. It's like, no, I'm going to go buy an audiobook first, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was like a slow kind of like build up process. Something that I think, you know, again, it's like, it's like both like, how can I speak to this more and how can I like be okay with the journey? But like, mm-hmm. what I think you're saying is like, I was so decided on the support. And and I think you could draw a really beautiful parallel for your audience where they are so decided on IVF. Yeah. Like, they're not like, oh, well, like, no, that costs too much money. They're like, okay, well, we're saving. We're figuring it out. We're doing – like – and so I think you can just help them see how if they really wanted to, they could apply that mindset to support as well. Mm. Like, make that invitation for them so they can yeah. see the parallel almost, right? Yeah, I think and there's I, like a I think they feel permission. like they have to choose one yeah. or the other, right? And it's like yep. I refuse to choose. <laughs> exactly, like, we're doing both, and then money like found itself like its way to us in like the craziest ways, like tax reimbursements and also like childcare tax credits from the government. Like yep. that's literally how we paid for our last. We didn't have the money to pay for that round of IVF. Like that was not sitting in our bank account, and that like has continued to happen. So. Yeah, yeah, I like mm-hmm. I like that idea and also just like honoring like, okay, cool. Like I get – and I also get why you would choose IVF if that's the means to, to growing your family. Exactly. So I think that that's really just helpful where you can keep like meeting them there and being like, hey, here's how I've thought about it. Here's how I've experienced it. Here's an opportunity I think you have to look at support in a similar way and like – you're certainly not going to have the conversation about like why coaching over IVF or something because your whole coaching is based <laughs> on <laughs> right. They need to go through, or or some they need to be trying to conceive in some way, preferably. Exactly. So like that. I mean, that's not like a battle to fight, but I do think that yeah. you can definitely like make some of these connections and even like share more of like what I've 
done both because I've been super decided on both. And here's how that played out for me. And like, they get to decide if they get to a point in their journey where they're just like, that's how I want to be. Like, I'm deciding that I'm getting that support, right? Yeah. And I definitely have clients who are evidence of that, right? Who mm-hmm. like have just been like, okay, cool. Sign me up. The end. Like, right. And like paid right away. And, yep. mm-hmm. you know, the, the gal that was like, hey, can we go month to month? What would that look like? And so like, they, they figure it out. Yep. If they're decided that that's like the thing for them ultimately. And they're asking the right questions. Like that one said, hey, can we go month to month? The other one said, hey, can we start with one session? Can I pay you for a session? Like there are ins, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think for you, it's kind of coming back to like, but do I still like this model enough that it's okay if sometimes this happens? And like, so I would be curious what you think feels true there. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think like, so the kind of the way that I see it in my head is like, I love the one-on-one support. I love when I have a client that I get to like walk along this like process mm-hmm. with. I no longer have that like reaction. You know, when you like get your first couple of clients and then they're like, yes. And then they pay you and you're like, holy shit, I have to deliver now. You're like, right? wait, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh my God, they're going to pay me. What if I screwed up? Um, I don't feel that anymore. So yeah. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not at the same level. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I do really enjoy serving clients. And in my dream world, I'd be serving a small number of clients at this like high touch level and then have like, you know, lower offer points like my free from infertility course, which is only $111 and like so Mm -hmm. much. There's like, you know, one of my clients just started with that. We haven't had our first call yet. And she's already like having these amazing breakthroughs. And then Mm -hmm. the benefit of working together, right, is that she gets to process that with me. But like Mm -hmm. you could go have those amazing breakthroughs on your own and then process them with your sister. Like, you know, and it's not going to be exactly the same, but like it's a starting point. It's like the audiobook version versus diving into a one-on-one coach. So for that, like, are you saying to that client who says, you know, like, we're just can't do it right now? Are you saying like, okay, like my recommendation would be at least start with this program? So that was going to be my question to you. It's like, how can I respond in a way that like, you know, still says like, hey, if you still want support, here's a really great starting point for you. And then if ultimately you decide like you want additional support, come back to me, but like, you know, do this because this is like very small blip on the radar comparatively to what we're about to spend on IVF or even childcare down the road, right? Like all the things. So totally. And what I think is nice about that is that she might get enough out of that, that she does start to get in that headspace of being like, no, I am going to figure out one-on-one, you know? Mm -hmm. So like that could end up being a whole thing where it's like, they come to the call, you downsell them, they eventually come back later. So I think that's like a beautiful Thing, but yeah, I would frame it just like that. Like, hey, I totally hear you and completely understand and saving up for IVF. If you want something, you know, in a totally different price point to get started with now, that's going to help you with this. Here's the link kind of thing. And, you know, she yeah. can do with it what she will. Having downsell opportunities in your business is an awesome thing to be able to lean into and lean back on when you're getting those objections like Michelle is getting. So I'm not saying don't work to overcome them, but I think, you know, based on our conversation, Michelle really did what she could there. And they're obviously just in a different headspace. So giving them the downsell and having the client be able to have that experience might eventually get her the paying, the full paying client later. And so sometimes it's just being okay that someone needs us to meet them at a different point in the journey, but they may still be able to um, come back to us ready for the full journey later. And I think that, you know, again, I I just really want to keep focusing on how do we not make that wrong, right? How do we go, okay, well, I have this beautiful way to serve them right now. 
that might bridge that gap until they're ready to fully commit to one-on-one. Like that isn't a missed opportunity. That is you continuing to cultivate a warm and interested lead. So really focusing on, do I have something like that in my business where I can make a down sell and where I can still, you know, keep that lead in my world could be really, really helpful. And it can mean, you know, full paying clients later. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think too, some of this is also coming from this, like, I have this like very deep desire to just like have some like financial stability for the income that like, at least I'm bringing in to our family because I don't have my nine to five anymore. And so I used to have a really nice buffer there. And so I think too, that's part of like why, like when a client says no, I'm like, oh, there's like a potential income opportunity, right? And so just like figuring out like, how can I get some financial stability in a way that feels good so that I can even detach even more from, um, you know, what they ultimately say or like whether they pay me or not kind of thing too. Well, I think it's a little bit of what we talked about last week right now where it's like, you know, finding the stability in the momentum you're seeing and mm-hmm. the ability to book calls, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you had a handful of calls, you got three yeses, two ended up paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Yes, I'm going to make it count. Two of them okay. ended up paying me. Am and I they just weren't mm. Well, they weren't like 3 month like Oh yeah, ups. but like there's possibility so, there still. Mm. Yes. Yes, there is possibility there still for sure. Like they're taking spots, they're pay, like they are paying, yeah. they're showing up for the session, yes. like all that, right? Yes. And then obviously yeah. we can upsell from there, but yeah. yeah. So I think like that is where you can start to find stability in business where it's not like this one opportunity, but it's mm-hmm. like Oh, okay. Like I get on a few and then some convert. I get on a few, some convert. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the magic way more than like this one thing. Does that make sense? Something that I think is so important to remember no matter what stage of business you're in ever, um, whether you're brand brand new or much further along, that it is that the magic isn't in one client saying yes or signing, but knowing how to create a sales process that sells for you ongoingly. So I think it can be so tempting to feel like, oh, but it's like this one client is my opportunity or this one sales conversation. And that can feel so activating and also so limiting. And I've just never seen that to be true in all the businesses I've been in. Like no one client is ever the opportunity, right? But knowing how to get the client is, you know? And it doesn't mean we'll do it 100% of the time, but it's knowing like if I keep doing this process, I keep signing clients. So it's kind of like what Michelle can see right now where it's like, oh, if I keep booking these calls, then I'll at least sign a percentage of these clients. And that's where we can find the magic, right? We don't need this particular client to say yes. We need to be able to keep booking calls and keep you know, selling. So I think that that's just really helpful because especially early on, I think it's really easy to get attached to like one client and almost feel like, well, that was my chance. And being able to let go of that and seeing that you have unlimited chances as long as you keep working your sales process, as long as you have a way to bring in, convert and sell ongoingly, you never miss, like there's never a one chance you missed out on, right? And so that's where you can get your certainty from business is in really trusting yourself to build out that process and show up for it. And it feels so, 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 so much better and more empowering than feeling like you have to rely on someone else or that one client. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. It does not 
compute to how I like to spend money on things. <laughs> but it makes sense in like the business sense of like, I do feel like my business is like picking up momentum that things are continuing yep. to grow and get better and better. Um, and that I am moving to a place where like I will have a full, like that that is coming, that that is inevitable. Yep. Um, I'm just like, could you come a little sooner? Hello. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, something I, I think can be really hard to do, but is really important to do is almost try to not see those two as so intertwined. Like mm. I totally hear what you're saying where it's like the whole point of the business is to give you the income and support the life. But sometimes that can make it feel like a lot more tension than is necessary where it's like the business is doing a great job and it's building momentum and it's building on itself. Like Michelle personally might want something or want mm -hmm. to buy something in her life or whatever, but it's like not making the business fully responsible for that right now, but yep. the business is fully responsible for growing mm -hmm. is like really more of that CEO mindset that can help you detach there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I feel like it's just very different, right, from this like nine to five where it's like I do the job, I make the money, yep. and then I can go like buy the things. And it's like, cool. So if the business is like doing its thing and like growing over here, what is a funding? <laughs> our like life in the mm -hmm. interim and I think the like the hard part for me is like we are not in a place where we like automatically have our things covered like we normally mm -hmm. would and that like freaks me out a little bit and like we're okay for like another month or two but I feel like we're very much like living like a couple months a mm -hmm. couple months mm -hmm. totally and I think like personally like it's okay to like process that and feel like all the feels around that and like do the you know, like mindset and and grief and all of that work there. Because yeah. I know when you left your job, like it it was pretty like abrupt, right? So you're still processing <laughs> some of that. Yes. Yeah. So, but like the more you can try to do that and see it as like Michelle's doing that over here and Thrive VS mm -hmm. is growing. Okay. The more it doesn't make the business wrong. Because that's just what we want to be careful of here where – it puts us in a position of like almost projecting that onto the business and then we can feel like, oh, the business isn't doing right. But like really you're at such a crescendo point where it is doing really good if you like mm. almost get out of its way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about that CEO mindset of seeing the business as doing its thing and growing as separate to what's happening for you personally. I know that that can be really, really, really tough, especially because, you know, a lot of the reason we started the business is to, to serve us personally in some ways, right? But an example, if you've been following me for a long time, you may have, <laughs> have heard this, but I think it's a good one. But an example I like to use is like, if I was the CEO of a big company, I wouldn't walk in tomorrow and be like, I need to get a new car this weekend. So like, we have to do a flash sale. We have to like change our sales plans. We got to sell something now. Like I want a new car, right? Everyone would look at me like I was insane. That would never make sense. I would be completely disrupting the entire strategy that we were seeing out in the business and potentially like really, really creating, you know, some harm in the business's success because I was trying to like force this thing to happen right now, right? What I'd probably do is come into the com company like really neutrally and see our strategy through. And, you know, when things grew from that and I got bonused out, I would go buy the car. 
right? So in some ways, like, yes, me buying the car is connected to the success of the business, but you see how I didn't, I wouldn't be like forcing the timeline in the same way. I would know that the business's strategy had to play out and then I was going to benefit from that. And I think that that's really, I don't think we should copy everything from corporate, but I do think that that's a really um, helpful frame to look at it through because, you know, sometimes us having this personal need and then forcing it on the business can actually derail the business, right? And when we can see it as like benefiting us, but also somewhat separate, it really, really can be more helpful. So I hope no matter what level you're at, that just reminds you of like creating some of that personal and business separation can be really, really useful. It doesn't mean that the business can't personally give back to you, but not seeing them as so intertwined can actually help you make more neutral and strategic decisions. Yeah. And I feel like I'm more likely to put that on myself than I am to put it on the business yeah. too. Cause like I was enough calls like on the mastermind where people were like, I hate my business. And I was like, I've never actually hated my business, but, I, but I'm like, what am I doing wrong? That well, it's you're not working. rolling your business. Exactly. <laughs> right. Which that's what you don't want to do. Cause like you're not doing anything wrong is the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so then you can almost be like, oh my God, I'm fucking up the business. And then it can make you make decisions and change strategies and things like that that aren't helpful instead of like, oh my gosh, like I have a lot that I need to process and that's totally okay and cool. And I'm going to create space for that. And we're going to figure out a plan as a family and like all of that. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not fucking anything up in the business. Yeah. And that's what you're trying to remind me. (laughs) Multiple clients in the last week. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And my brain like doesn't want to make that count, but it's like, I know I have to make that count because there weren't like three multiple clients. Right. Mm. And so, but I'm like, I still had like a $1,600 sales month, like, or mm-hmm. week or whatever. And that's yep. like amazing. And almost $1,000 cash. So it's like, that can happen in a day. Yep. Plus you booked way more stop the spiral calls. Like, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have two more coming up and more yeah, coming. Like, so I'm booking calls and booking clients. Like, that's what you have to keep reminding yep. yourself. And I think you're just at that really tough point where it's like, happening but not happening enough (laughs) yeah or where is your perception of enough right Mm -hmm. yeah and the I like I have to keep reminding myself like the trade-off of like leaving my nine to five was like knowing that for my mental sanity that needed to go and um you know like I could have stayed in it and continued to have the like financial stability there yep but I would have these calls would have mostly just been me crying (laughs) all the time about how terrible work was. Right, right. I think that's what I spent a month in the mastermind doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. Uh, yeah. So it's like you're still backing that decision and you're still backing the business right now. It's just yeah. the personal processing of like, okay, what's our game plan as a family? What does Michelle need to work through? Like, And yep. I think that's just really beautiful to see because it lets you have space for all of it. But none of it makes the other wrong. Like you're not wrong for leaving your job or the biz- you're not doing a bad job in your business or whatever. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's just all like decisions. And mm-hmm. I think too, like this year is going to be like a big year of just like change, right? With like Ori job searching and like waiting to see what happens with that. And so it's easy for my brain to be like, there's no stability. <laughs> like we don't know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. But like, I also know that like, everything always works out. Like I was just talking to some friends earlier who were like, well, this just all worked out perfectly for you. And I was like, yep, it really did. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> but at it, the time it was, you know, emotions, lots of feelings, up and down, all the things. 
as always. I think it really comes back to something that we talked about last week. And I think this is a big theme so far that's really helpful to see, which is like your uncertainty tolerance (laughs) (laughs) is just super low. Yeah. It rightfully so because you have it in so many areas, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's with the business, it's financially, it's with like the literal season that you're in with IVF right now, like all Mm -hmm. of it, right? Like you're in the waiting period from a transfer, you're in the waiting period of the business, you're in the Mm -hmm. waiting period of Ori's job. Like I think it's just good to keep being like, that's probably like the crux of all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Even with like when we were talking about, you know, like, okay, let's write the pregnancy announcement. Now, all of that was just the uncertainty and the tension build Mm -hmm. of that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's real. Well, and it's funny because that's what I literally – Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true too. Or was that the week before? But right, like do you see what I mean? Like all of it is like that same kind of theme or like with the business, it's like, yeah, it's working, but I need the certainty of knowing – yeah, that it works like this, right? So I think it's just good to see like, of course, you're craving certainty like that totally makes sense. And you can give yourself that in whatever ways you can, but like mm-hmm. permission for that to just feel super intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so real. It's also funny that like, you know, the lessons that we continually are like being pretty much banged over the head with are the things that I teach my clients. Like literally yeah. did a story the other day about how like Spoiler alert, nothing is actually certain, but, like, mm-hmm. we find certainty in a lot of things. Yeah. And so maybe I just need to go back and watch my own story. Well, it just might be a good exercise for you to go do, which is, like, where do I have certainty right now? Mm-hmm. And how do I lean on that? Like, I have certainty in, you know, my family and my marriage and my ability to keep showing up and my own mindset and, like, my mm-hmm. momentum and, like, some of those things, like, and even having that as, like, almost like a little cheat sheet for when you're having yep. a bad day is, like, oh, yeah, wait, there are, is certainty in all of these, like, really important places I think would be, like, really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, pretty sure I've given this exact. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, oh, my own medicine. Uh, but that's what I'm here to be, right? The number one yep. student of my my craft. Yeah. And I think it's just harder to recognize because you're talking about it with them through one lens. And for you, it's like through a lot of lenses right (laughs) now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like reminding myself that it's like a practice and holding this intensity, right? Like if I can hold uncertainty in all these places, when one thing becomes certain again, like again, certain again, because there's no, like I do air quotes because like there's no. There's actually no certainty. We live in a universe of chaos. Like, hello, pandemic. You know, there's a weird Asian ladybug beetle in <laughs> like, You just literally never know what's going to happen. But we, like, create certainty for ourselves and, like, being able to remind ourselves that, like, we can still find that. So, And just recognizing, like, it's okay to feed that craving right now. Like, you're craving yeah. certainty. And so the more you can feed that craving right now and finding small ways to do that I think is really helpful. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, even like to throw this out there, even in your schedule, like, you know, maybe creating like a little bit more of like a specific schedule or finding some Mm -hmm. certainty in that. Like it sounds so cheesy, but I do think that those little things like, oh, I'm certain what my day is going to look like and things like Mm -hmm. that actually can be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, and like one of the things that I do almost every morning is like, you know, I give me a little option of like, do you want to eat breakfast at home or do you want to eat breakfast at school? And 
most mornings she says she wants to eat breakfast at home. And it's cute because she'll like watch Daniel Tiger and like I sit with her, like unload the dishwasher or whatever. And it's just like nice to have that like time in the morning, which like I wouldn't have had if I was back at my nine to five. And Mm -hmm. so just like finding stuff in those small moments too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though, exactly. you know, they also involve like yogurt getting spilled all over the table or like her being like, mom, I need more water. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I can only do one thing at a time. But they, it is still really nice to have those moments where yeah. I'm like, we wouldn't have this otherwise. Yes. And I think like just, yeah, taking the time to look for those and be like, oh, I have so much certainty and like my ability to be present for Mila or whatever. Like mm-hmm. those things are really important and I think can ground you a little bit and at least like meet that need that you're feeling a little bit right now. Yeah. I like that. That feels good. And I think the more I grab my mindset there too, like the easier it becomes to like, you know, deal with like the uncertainty. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Because you're getting it somewhere, not nowhere. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. There's and definitely a lot of stability and certainty in my life. Yes. It's just there's like a couple of big, big desire balls. We'll call Mm-hmm. <laughs> because why not? Um, that are up in the air. Yep. Good. Okay. So, certainty cheat sheet is your certainty is your exercise cheat there. Sheet. Good. Cool. All right. You want to talk about Black Friday? Yes. Let's talk about Brett. Black Friday. <laughs> I'm following. It's three thirty three. Um, Black Friday. So I feel good about the offer. I think I mentioned to you in my like questionnaire that. Um, I always get nervous when there's like a time frame on like a launch because I think that's my perfectionist being like, what happens if you don't sell it, right? You mean the uncertainty of it is uncomfortable? Oh my God, here we are again. (laughs) It's shocking. Here we are again. I know it's so shocking. Um, So anyways, so my cute brain's going there again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like, Speaking of creating certainty, having just like a marketing plan to be like, I feel really good about this. This is how I'm going to get this out there. And this will create opportunity for people to snatch up these spots. So, okay, yeah, that's what I realized I actually need there. So what happens if you don't sell in the short period of time? What's the answer to that? Um, I just go back to selling my normal one-on-one package. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? And the people miss out on a cool opportunity to work together at a more affordable <laughs> rate. The end. <laughs> yeah, or you keep that in your back pocket and you do it in February of next year. Or you do it yeah, in yeah, like yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The offer doesn't have to like die just because the holidays did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we targeted it toward the holidays, but the actual context of that container is something you can pull out anytime you want, like mm-hmm. the one month kind of offer, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially like knowing that I do have clients that come to me and they're like, oh, I'm just doing a transfer. And so like, you know, a three-month package might not make sense for them. And so like, hey, yeah. like here's a modified version that might be helpful to you. Yeah. So it's even something to have in your back pocket as a downsell. Like obviously earlier we talked about the course being a downsell, but this is also – It just depends on what the that. human is going through yep. and needs. Yep. Yep. That makes a lot so of sense. So I think a good way to think about it from a mindset perspective is like this has a timeline for this like particular date, but the offer itself doesn't. Yep. Yep. That makes right? sense. And so it was still worth my time to like pull this together and have this available – Bingo. It's still worth your time. It's still worth taking that PDF and just changing the top where it says holidays to <laughs> yes. not, you know, whatever. Right, like it's like, out. yeah, yep. Right. Yeah. 
So that's always helpful, I think, because it where we get freaked out, I think, is when it feels like, oh, my God, will I have put this work in for nothing? And the answer is, like, mm. just seeing it as, like, no, never. Like, we'll see what happens this time. But, like, this will be an offer that is, you know, present in my business for the next year or something like that, right? This idea of never seeing like one offer or one launch as one and done is something that I think is so important in business. To me, this is like the thing that truly creates ease over time is when you know that everything you're doing, you'll use again and again. So this offer, Michelle can use in multiple other ways in her business, whether it's at a, as a downsell or a, a sale she does at other times or whatever. Um, but it does a few things. One is it makes the work feel worth it, i.e. like I didn't like just make this thing one time and then nobody bought it and I did all this work without a reward, right? Um, and it takes the pressure off this one launch because it's like, yes, I would love to see this do well. And I know that it has many opportunities to do well in other ways. And I think that that's really beautiful because every time we can take the pressure down, we typically experience more ease and more success because of it. And this is just a way to do that, but it's also really strategic, right? <laughs> because you're making sure you make the use of your time and energy and where you're putting it. So not creating an offer that's just one and done, knowing you can repurpose that, knowing you'll save those emails, use them again and again. Like that's the kind of stuff over time that really does create ease in your business and really does make it feel more and more simple to show up. And so just remembering that that is both a really beautiful mindset hack to uh, bring down the pressure, but also a really strategic way to make your business easier and easier over time and really have your audience warm up to an offer more and more over time and thus convert better is super important. Yeah, yeah, no. And it makes a lot of sense to have like a semi-customization option. So I don't have to customize yeah. something for every human, right? But I have a couple options depending on like what's truly best for them. Yes. Exactly. That. Okay, good. So tell me in ter- questions in terms of like selling it, putting out there, that kind of thing. So I guess my thoughts are like I, – I like I can't remember the last time I like, la- like launched something that was like not one-on-one, maybe last December. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just curious, like, you know, who, like, like what, literally all of it, like, should I send emails? Should I do like pre-sell to people who like did stop the spiral calls and like send them an email and be like, Hey, here's this opportunity. Like what? And then also the other piece too, there is like, I know that I'm planning on taking off the week of Thanksgiving. And so how do I set this up so that this can all basically be automated for the most part so that I'm not like trying to get emails out or like doing a bunch of stories like while I'm just trying to have some downtime. Yeah. So, I mean, are you, are we thinking like fr- Black Friday to Cyber Monday or how long are you wanting to take it? Mm. So I was planning on keeping it. Where did I put the? Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Oh, I think I have the peak up here. I was planning on just making it so that – the first call, it says, needs to take place between December 1st and December 17th because then I was planning on taking those, like, last two weeks of vacation. I'll still do Voxer support during them because that tends to be not super crazy for me, um, but no, like, calls. Um, mm-hmm. And so really, like, I don't know that I had picked a start date for, like, when I would start promoting it. But I was also open to 
continuing to promote it up until like the last, the end of that window for that first call, if that makes sense. So like if folks hadn't done like a discovery call or stop the spiral call, like getting on a call with them to just like make sure it's a good fit and all of that first. So I wanted to allow enough window for people to like sign up for those too. So why don't you just decide right at this moment, like you just need a plan for whatever. What is Black Friday? I was just looking at the calendar. The 26th to the 1st. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm just selling between the 26th and the 1st. And then I think if you want to keep going at that point, you can. But I think like use that as almost like a sprint at it kind of thing. And then we could kind of go back to normal selling, if that makes sense. But from the 26th to the 1st, like I want you to talk about it. That's the only thing you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yes. And then it's like, okay, now we're weaving back in the value and like whatever. And it like it it's it still fits, but it's not like mm-hmm. send an email every day kind of vibe. Okay. I see. Okay, so that's helpful. All right. So what am I doing between the 26th and the first then? So and how can I do this and leverage it in a way that like doesn't involve me doing a bunch of live things? Well, so it's like Ori's family's like brunch. So it's like six days, but it's like over two weeks away. So what I would say is try to just like pre-record as much as you can. Like, okay. so even stories you can pre-record and have your team post for you. Or like if you pre-record them, it maybe you're fine posting it that day because it takes you five yeah. minutes as opposed okay. to like having to sit down and do it. Okay. But I actually think that helps you be really intentional about it. And I actually think this would be like a fun thing for you to play with in business where it's like, okay, can I lay out what are six stories? Can I lay out what are, mm. let's say I make four emails. Can I lay out what are, you know, four to six Instagram posts? Does that make sense? Mm. Yes, that does make sense. And I think having like target metrics for each of those would be really helpful so that then I can go kind of play and like what what will these look like? Because the emails what, are easy, I can schedule those. The Instagram mm-hmm. posts are easy, I can schedule those. Yep. Um, and actually, I might be able to schedule static stories. Um, anyways, I can play with that. But so that's kind of like I would just make that your goal. I want six stories, four emails, and then like between four and six posts. And like obviously the posts you can just pull from email content, right? Mm. Okay. Six stories, four emails, four posts. Mm-hmm. You said the launch window is six days long? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So then it's, I typically post every day on Instagram. So with the other two posts. That I put four period. to six posts, meaning okay. like – Okay. I can If you can get out all six, great. If you're like I need one day off or I missed one day or like I want to put out some like stop – like whatever value thing one day. Like it's okay. fine. But as long as you okay, feel perfect. like within that window, you're fully going at it, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. I can easily do that. And I pre-schedule this. So that's yep. like easy peasy. And try to, like, use all of those to look at the the uh, offer from a different lens, meaning, like, you might talk about, like, the holidays and getting a lot of questions from relatives in one. You might talk about, like, the extra stress that gets added in another. You might share a client story from last holiday season in another. Like, so you can just, like, come at it from a lot of different angles, but you're, like, really, like, fully selling the thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so basically, when you say four to six posts, they're like direct sales posts. Yes. Okay. I got that. I got that's you. the focus. I got you. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. It's like, this is your sales window. Don't feel like, don't do that post that we all do where it's like, value, 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 PS. Yeah. Fuck that. (laughs) No, no PS (laughs) post. Unless it's one of the two, there's like maybe some leeway. You have like one or two pieces of One or two PS But yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've, I have gotten better at direct sales posts, so um, I can totally do that. Yep. Okay, good. And then the, can the emails be like, repurpo- like repurposed versions of the post, or would you say that those need to be different from – Yeah, no, totally. Exactly. It can be repurposed, and it might just be like different days. Like, you know, say you have a post going out about like a client story from last year. Today, maybe – Two days from now is when that goes out via email or vice versa or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's it's we're not looking for like captivate them with like loads of different content. We're looking for like yes. reinforce the same yes, like point, if, which if is this, like buy this. If this is the desire, buy this. The exactly. End. <laughs> the end. Okay. I have more questions. So the emails, are they going to my entire list, regardless yes. of like, okay. And then are the emails saying like basically reply to buy this, but if you haven't had a call, hop on a discovery call here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like hit reply if you know this is for you. If you otherwise haven't had a call and would really like to chat first, here's your link. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, great. So we want them to feel like, oh, I can just say yes to this and just grab it if I know I'm ready. But like if it feels important to you, like obviously it's fine to offer the call. Mm -hmm. I don't – based on the like quality of people that have been getting on calls with me, like I could serve all of them. They've all been amazing. Like I would happily take any of them as clients. Yeah. Like, the, like the marketing is like pulling in the right humans for me. So yeah. I don't have concerns about that. Just wanted to make sure that like, you know, I don't know. Well, it's just a nice offer for them. <laughs> I was like just if you want it, this, right, it's here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because they also are experiencing quite a bit of uncertainty. So if they need a call to feel more certain, <laughs> by all means, get on the phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Cool. I'm thinking through more logistics. So normally I send my clients like a proposal with the client agreement and the um, and the like invoice. I assume that that's fine to just do that too. I'll have it ready to go. It takes me two seconds and I can literally do it from my phone. If they tell me like payment plan or painful, cool. Exactly. I think it's just seeing like I think it's like. It almost being like the beautiful balance of a business in life where it's like, yes, you need to be off in the sense that you're not writing posts and sending emails and whatever. But like if it takes, you know, 10 minutes to respond to some emails on this, send out some links and all of that, yes. like that's magic. That's balance, right? Yeah. And that like that feels good. I can totally do that. That's why I was saying like I don't have a problem like offering boxers of support yeah. to mm-hmm. folks over those two weeks um, that I'm going to be with my family because like – my my clients typically will probably be doing their thing too, exactly right. Mm. Um, and if they're sending me stuff, they're usually sending me like cute pictures of like things they baked or like a decoration they put together that's like adorable, and I love like seeing stuff like that. So yeah, mm. yeah, okay, cool. So I'm gonna play with this. I might put these into a Google Doc for you, mm-hmm. um, so you can see them, and then. You can, like, give feedback on them with the direct yeah. sales post. I like to do that. I think it's really good for for you two to almost, like, I think there's, like, a little bit of a theme, too, with that CEO mindset that we were talking about earlier where, like, mm-hmm. this is, like, thinking of it really as, like, a CEO move kind of thing of being, like, 
okay, I am planning to take the time. I am going to have these scheduled. I am like really intentionally like building out different angles that the, like, and I think you can feel really creative within that. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Where it's mm-hmm. almost like you treating the business like this is a full thing. Like this is kind of how we were talking about like, build your schedule like the business is full. Like build this like it's going to be a, a super successful launch. Like really getting Mm -hmm. into that energy. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And like, I also know if I read all these posts and have them already and I like schedule all my emails, then I don't have that moment where I'm like, should I send another email today? I don't know. Right. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. would totally do that otherwise. I'd be like, "Mm, but I already sent them three emails and no one's replied yet. Right. So like, I can't possibly send another one. And it's like, nope, it's already scheduled to send and I'm not touching it because I'm on vacation. (laughs) Yeah. And also like that's a really beautiful thing to see how your audience responds. Like maybe a bunch of people come in at the beginning or maybe everyone waits till the last email or whatever, but like you want to see that all the way through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I found sometimes for me, it's just better to like not get too into the numbers, like not to get open rates and all those things because it's like it really actually doesn't matter. Like three people could open the email and then someone else could come from Instagram and be like, I want to buy the end. So yeah, listen, I think like you know, there's there's lessons and data in that that's helpful to look at, but I don't think those it's helpful. Days it's are helpful the for me after, yeah, 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 after exactly. the fact, mm-hmm. right? Reflection time, not in yes. the middle of the the like hustle. Basically, this you just let it play out. You respond when people are reaching out. You like do your thing and otherwise enjoy your time. You know, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> I'm laughing because every time I think of like Black Friday sales, I think of fire sales and I think of Tobias Funke and Arrested Development. Please tell me you've seen Arrested no. Development. It's well, the, the last couple, the first two, three ish seasons are like really good, but there's like oh, Tobias is just this very eccentric character who does this like audition and it's for a fire sale, but he thinks it's like a fire. So he's like, there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's the most I might just send you the clip it's the most ridiculous you're like you would have ever. to see it I'm like sorry to everyone that had to listen to me act about it. <laughs> yeah listen anything but that makes so it feel good. good and funny we'll take like anything that makes us feel light we'll take mm. oh gosh okay I feel but like yeah. I can easily like write these things I think the trickiest part here will be the stories because I always and I don't know if you have any, like, suggestions for this, but, like, I am very wordy on <laughs> stories. And so it tends to be, like, 20 slides long or whatever. And whenever I, like, share them, like, from my phone to, like, my computer, it always, like, does it out of order. So I have to, like, watch them all to, like, figure out, like, what numbers mm-hmm. they are. And then when I re-download them, they're always out of order, too. And I'm just, like, there has to be an easier way. <laughs> I mean, I think – because you're planning them, they probably won't be as long, if that makes sense, right? Because, okay. like, it's – you're not going to be trying to almost, like, cram every bit of information about this offer into one story. You're going to be like, oh, okay. I'm sharing this part tomorrow and this part tomorrow. So it om- the nature of having that planned is almost what's going to let you keep it, okay. like, really it's short. Okay, not, like, me rambling about, like, you know, lady Asian bug <laughs> Right, because when we do it on the fly – is when that kind of stuff happens and when we're like kind of going off. But when we're like, nope, today I'm just selling this thing and I'm talking about this one piece of it. Like, I do think that that will help really keep yeah. it concise there, which like, you know, there's room for both. But I think just for ease of like uploads and stuff during that time, it 
it will be nice if that's shorter. And I think that's an easy way to do it. If I can do it in less than 10 slides, it'd be like a freaking yes. miracle. Um, do you have any suggestions on kind of like how to break up like the different sections of like how I'm talking, like what I'm talking about each day? I never think about things like in this way. I just like pop on the stories and just like talk about the things that I'm like, here you go. This is what you need to know today. Well, I think that's kind of what I was saying earlier that I think is going to be really helpful for you is almost it's like training your brain to think about it through a marketing lens. Like I think gotcha. it's just a skill you're going to develop, but I think like okay. that's actually really good for, for you to like start thinking about it like that because I feel like, yes, it's like so personal and awesome when we're doing that, but it's like when you can be like, oh, and it's like really strategic and I like really want them to know this thing and like this marketing makes it like it's just such a good way to challenge yourself in business. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make so, sense. Like, you know, obviously like letting yourself sit down and even like look at the PDF and be like, oh, they get boxer support. I should do a whole day like, of stories like, just on like how amazing support? boxer support is, right? Um, mm-hmm. They get support during a really tough season. I should like talk about a specific moment I remember from last season, like whatever. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, go through that PDF and like, let that be your guide. Don't, don't almost like intentionally let it be random. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, oh, I feel like there's going to be a lot more stories than like six stories. Lots of things. Well, that could be an email then too, or it could be something like, okay. you know what I mean? But like, that's that's the magic is like, everything ties back to this offer. And I'm looking at it through that like lens of like, I want to sell this thing, (laughs) right? So one of the things that we were talking about here in terms of marketing this offer that I think is really important that I want to be a takeaway today is like letting your offer be your guide for sales, right? Sometimes we can make it so complicated where it almost feels like, well, I said these things on the sales page. So now I have to say all different things elsewhere. And it's really like, well, the sales page is like the you know, landing ground to keep coming back to, like everything should um, come off of that. That's how we like create offers that feel like really safe and that really warms our audience up because we're talking about the same thing and we're selling the same thing and we're kind of tying it all together really beautifully. So letting your offer be your guide for your marketing and your strategy is really important because it's like, well, what are you probably talking about on the sales page? Like their pain points. the results, what they get, why it's amazing, client testimonials, all those kind of things that if we take those and then translate them into marketing are what's going to sell the program overall. So just a reminder, like it does not have to be that complicated. Once you have like that offer and paid sales page built out, you really have the foundation for all the marketing that you need to do. Now, It doesn't mean that you can't add to it or ever tell a different story or anything, but it does mean that sometimes we almost then ignore that in favor of trying to say all these other things in our marketing. But if you can let that offer be your guide for sales, you will have such an easier time coming up with the content for it, but you will also have an easier time converting because your messaging will be so clear and similar across every space that you're talking about this offer that your audience will warm up faster and convert more easily. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I also have some of like Julia's social social media seductress props too that I might use like to Mm -hmm. to jog like what do my people need to know about this offer and then use that as like a starting point. Mm -hmm. Totally. And 
again, I think like the the practice of like you doing that, like not to not to say don't use a prompt, but the practice yeah, of yeah, you yeah. being like, okay, I'm gonna like intentionally sit down and plan this marketing, I think is like so valuable for you. Gotcha. I'm just like, oh, that sounds so terrible. But it's like putting on the business hat, right? Mm. Yeah. Or it doesn't mean it can't feel fun and pleasurable, but it also can feel really exciting to be like, oh, like I feel really ready for this launch. I feel super planned. I feel really excited about hitting on all these points that they need to know. Like Mm -hmm. trying to make the running of the business exciting is important. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I think like the planning of the like micro detail is not exciting to me, but like sell the offer and like the opportunity to work with humans and help them and serve them. That is exciting to me. And so that's why I'm like, i never tend to get in like the super micro details of stuff because I'm like, I just show up with like the energy of excitement and like share the things and like use whatever has come before, right? Like if a human is asking me a question in DMs, cool. Other people have this question too. Like how can I use that into a post or an email or whatever? Well, I think it's tying this to that. Because like, again, like not that you can't have favorite things in your business and not favorite things, but if you're like, oh, planning is so, it just makes (laughs) it hard to run the business long term and it makes it really hard to grow it Mm. in the way you want to. But if you can be like, planning is what helps me show up in that energy. It's what helps me serve the humans. It is what actually gets people. Then you can like make their to be a fun connection to that and almost Mm -hmm. like a, um, what's the word, like a positive reinforcement there. Mm -hmm. And that's what you kind of want where it doesn't feel like I have to do all this shit and then I get to serve my people and have fun. It's like all of it gets to lead to that, right? I think this is a really important topic we're touching on here, which is like learning to find ways to love some of the pieces of running the business and how that matters really just as much sometimes as loving the delivery of the services. Now, most of us started a business because we love delivering the service. And so that totally makes sense. You know, that's where our heart is. But what can happen sometimes is that it almost feels like we have to trudge through the other elements of business, like the planning or the marketing or whatever, the strategizing or whatever. And I think that that can just make it really hard to grow the business over time because it almost feels like, oh, I wish someone would just like take this piece and I could do that piece. And I'm not just saying, Michelle, like I think this is an experience so many people have, right? But what I have seen to be so true in my clients over and over again is when they can start loving the running of the business almost as much as they love the delivery and the serving, everything changes and it gets way more fun and way more exciting. And so that's just something I'd really encourage you to do. And obviously I'm encouraging Michelle to do is like, it doesn't mean we love every element of our business, no matter what, a hundred percent of the time. Right. But there are ways to shift our mindset and our experience around some of the things we do to run the business that can make it feel a lot more fun and a lot more rewarding. And the value of that over time is just exponential, right? Because the more you enjoy doing those tasks, the more you do them, right? And the more you do those kind of marketing and running the business tasks, the more the business grows. So really seeing that, yes, of course, you're probably more programmed to love the service delivery. And again, that's probably why you started it, but seeing, you know, learning to love some of the pieces of running the business as really valuable and being worthy of doing the work and the mindset around too is really important in my opinion. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> my brain is still like, oh, but I just want some human to like, like I say, here's the big picture vision. And they're like, cool, here's the things we need from you. And I'm like, great, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end. 
Yeah, but you're the vision. Mm. Yes. I'm so happy you're the vision of what you give, too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yes, that makes sense, too. Right? Like, the vision trickles down. And so you're still the expert in all of that, right? Right. Right. So I'm still the one that's telling them, here's what my people need to hear about this in order Mm. to make their buying decision. And I think, too, I just need to give myself some grace that I'm still learning this. Like, I'm still figuring some of these pieces out and, like, this has been a process over time and it will continue to be a process over time and there will come a time where this feels easy, where it once felt hard, just like everything else. Where you could like it. (gasps) What? Like I think that's almost the goal, right? Like this is just a practice. You know what I mean? Like this is just Mm -hmm. a – but to not see it as like here's this thing I have to trudge through, but here's this thing I could challenge myself to like find excitement in or feel Mm -hmm. good about or create positive reinforcement around. Like that's really what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think I just need to like remove my perfectionist hat of like, I just need to get it all right. And like, it needs to be the exact stories or whatever. And it's like, it'll be fine. This is why like creating the course was like easy and also hard because I pulled mm -hmm. from like what my clients were doing, right? Like nobody told me this is how you map out the course. And then towards the end, I was like, I have to record another module. And I did it. I got through all of it. But by the end, I was like, this is a lot. But now it's done. And I use it with my clients all the time and get really positive feedback from it. And so I'm like, okay, this is what's this is what's driving to the other side, or at least that's what motivates me. Yep, totally. And and you want everything to in your business to feel like, oh, I got this. Not like because it's almost like with the perfectionist thing, sometimes we can just opt out of the details to avoid the perfection. We're like, I don't <laughs> want any of that because, like, you know, and it's almost being able to be like, oh no, that's just like, like me trying to avoid that when really like I actually probably could enjoy this or I could enjoy it enough that like it made it feel really exciting to to have that outcome so I think that's really what you want to again you don't have to like feel it this moment or this exact time but like a goal to keep working toward it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure well and I think too like I'm always like my brain goes to like what is the quickest most efficient way that I can make this thing happen and still be like awesome and magical and that's kind of like the path that I'm always trying to find Mm mm-hmm so there could be fun in that. Like what, whatever brings you the excitement, it doesn't matter. But again, it's just not almost like resigning yourself to like, this is a task I hate and hopefully I don't have to do very often or whatever, but almost being like, okay, well, like planning what I want to say about an offer is probably a task I'll be doing for the foreseeable future <laughs> forever. Probably. So cool. Whatever like makes me lit up about it. Like I want to go explore that. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I think it makes sense that there's like a little resistance there too, because like I feel like with like the joyful journey and even with my stop the spiral calls, I have that. Like I have like posts that I can like repurpose and use. And yeah. mm-hmm. so like now I have a thing that's like it's not entirely new because it's still like a variation of the joyful journey, but it's like, oh, this is what it's like to like make a new yeah. offer. Mm-hmm. But I also know too that if I like ground to the mindset of like these things all sold out because I I did this thing, exactly. then that makes it more exciting. So it's like, cool, it's already all sold out. And so yay for writing all the emails and doing all the things. Totally. Beautiful. Whereas my brain's like, it's not going to sell something. <laughs> it's just like that's where the mindset work is. That's where the work is. Yep. And that's why doing this stuff can actually convince you that it's going to sell more because you get more into the details of being like, oh, my God, this email is so good. Oh, my gosh. this put-. So that actually can be some of the mindset work too. 
Yeah. And I feel like that's where the like launch roller coaster comes from because you're like, well, I don't want to like go all in on it because if I go all in on it and it doesn't turn out like I had planned, then it feels like a waste of time, but it's not because now the things are written for next time. Right. Like, so exactly. it's like, yeah. So just like cute brain move this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just move towards having a little more fun with it. That's the whole point. Mm. Cool. So basically all of my mindset work is going to revolve around how sold out and amazing my three-person launch was. And, and around certainty, you know, I think that that's, around certainty. that's where the launch stress comes in too. So like play with that for sure as well. Mm. Cool. Do you have any like suggestions for like prompts or anything to like approach that with other than the my like evidence bank of I think that's where, where I would start. Like again, I think like even that, like notice how you're like, okay, so what are all the prompts and what are like <laughs> just make your bang, right? <laughs> what else should I do for launch? Like just write your post. Like I think you gotta like really try to just keep it simple, you know? Uh, well that's my version of keeping I'm like Lacey, make it simple. Just tell me what I gotta go do and I'll go write the post about all the things. Even just having some numbers. I'm like, cool, I can go write four posts at the end. Beautiful. Okay. Write your bank. Write your post. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I can do it. Beautiful. Do it. All right. I will talk to you soon. Keep me posted. All right. Awesome. Okay, Thank you so bye. much. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.